0: my spirit dwelling in you today we hear the readings from year a for specifically for people who are preparing to be baptized that these readings say something about baptism and so for all of us who are baptized it it speaks to us it's trying to tell us something about our lives and who we are i want to start with an image from the fantasy world. You've seen the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. So here you have this main character, Star Lord, who has a mother who is human, and yet we come to find out that his father is divine. Which is, it kind of goes to show us that all these archetypes, all this fantasy, they really are just images of the the true story, the bigger story. And so here he is. Star Lord is there. near the end, there's a showdown with Ronan. and there's a moment where Star Lord should have died, that something happens that in his mortal flesh, his mortal flesh just can't take. But because of the divine spirit within him, He's able to live. Now, this is the fantasy world. But what is not fantasy is the divine spirit given to you and I by the Father in baptism. That in the waters of baptism we're given God's divine life. He's with us. It's even prophesied prophet Ezekiel tells us today the Lord saying I will put my spirit in you that you may live and that happens to us in in baptism that we we are given God's divine spirit not in a way that we can see with our human eyes but that is true and real and so what effect does this have on us well it it'll kind of twofold that, you know, if we, we hear from St. Paul today in Romans, he says, If the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit dwelling in you. So on one hand, just as Jesus rose from the dead... That we who have his spirit will also rise from the dead. That death cannot hold us. Which is very comforting. I don't know about you, but I've been at more funerals in the last few months. Now, I'm a priest, but it just it, it, there's just been a lot. There's another funeral this Saturday that I'm doing. And it just makes us very aware of our own mortality i think that's one of the effects of covid this past year it's like wow you you cannot run from your own mortality right now and so given knowing that we have the spirit of jesus is that we can face death with confidence and with hope now we might still be afraid at a human level because we don't know what it'll be like But we don't have to be afraid. We can face it with hope and expectation. But also, and that's what we hear in our gospel today, you know, that Jesus shows us that he does truly have power over death. And and, and he also shows that he doesn't like death. God didn't intend death from the beginning. But when man fell and suffering entered the world, God said, we need to, There needs to be an end to to suffering so that people can enter into eternal life. And so death, kind of the full effect of our sin, was allowed, we experienced it as the end of suffering. Like we need death so that we don't suffer forever. Sometimes people think about going to heaven, they're like, I don't know if I want to live forever. I was like, "You you can't think about living forever as you are. Like I wake up every morning with back pain, <laughs> I was like, I don't want this forever. So we can't transpose that on that, but but it's a remove. It's an end of all suffering and pain, and it's entering to just a great peace and joy and love. And so Jesus shows us He's the one with power over death, but He doesn't like it, right? So He He squashes it. But also, when he joins with Martha and Mary today, he goes to the tomb and he weeps. That when you and I lose a loved one, and we feel like God has left the building, the truth is that Jesus is right there with us, crying, feeling the sadness and the loss. And he enters into that even knowing that he has a plan to do something. I am glad that this happened. It is for your glory that you will understand this. And then he comes and he raises Lazarus. And then Jesus as we will celebrate in, in a week or two, that Jesus himself will rise from the dead, showing that we who are united to him in a death like his will share in a resurrection like his. That's the power of what happens in baptism. It allows us to face death with hope. But secondly, that if I have received God's divine spirit, then that means that God's with me. Not just when I die, but God is dwelling in me, with me, now. Last weekend we had our student retreat, and there there were several students who shared kind of a similar experience where when COVID hit, their faith was shook like I can't go to mass, I can't receive the Eucharist. I can't gather with other people and 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 the supports we had for our faith were kind of taken away. But these each of these people they shared that so here they are home. This is not what I wanted. And then at a certain point they said I'm I'm going to pray. And they set aside like 10 minutes. And then it was like 15 minutes, and then 20, then 30. And the idea is they realized, God is with me here also. Which is what Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew. When you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and your Father who sees in secret will hear you, will be with you. And they shared, some people even, maybe you did this, they kind of created a prayer corner even. And that even through COVID, a very difficult time to navigate that they recognize the grace that God is with them and allowed them to grow in that relationship, that awareness, that prayer more than ever. And so I I think as as we look back, even on this past year, like just FYI, this week marks one year of COVID basically affecting us. And you look back and it's like, man, there's been a lot of frustration and anger and misunderstanding and anxiety, and yet somehow God has carried us through that. That a strength that was not my own, that somehow God has gotten us through that, that he's still here. Recently I saw, again, the movie Hacksaw Ridge, you may have seen. It's a pretty graphic movie, so there's the disclaimer. But, um, but I, I like not the graphic. I like the movie. Um, and here's this man who, in World War II, he, he's a conscientious objector. He doesn't want to touch a weapon, but he wants to be a medic in the military. And throughout the whole movie, it's, it's all based on a true story. He's fostering his relationship with God. He's praying. His Bible. He's talking to God. And it comes down to the the critical moment of the movie where they're up on Hacksaw Ridge and, you know, enemy force is pushing back. And so they're all kind of falling back over the ridge. And he's watching the people he cares about be shot and killed. And in this moment, you know, after all the times when he had been talking to God, that precisely in this moment, he says this, God, I can't hear you. I don't know what you want me to do. That at this critical moment when he wants to hear God more clearly than ever, it's silence. And in that silence, he hears somebody cry out, Medic! And he feels moved in his spirit. I want to go check on this person. So he he runs over to this person, and then he attends to them, and then he, he drags them back and then lowers them down the wall. And he's like, what do I do next? Lord, one more. And he's moved from within, and he goes, and in the course of this time, he ends up saving 75 men himself that he lowers over this ridge. And he ends up living through the war. He gets the Medal of Honor, the highest award, and he dies in his bed at the age of 87. In this battlefield of our life, God also does not intend us to do it alone. That he gives us his spirit to move us, to be with us. Not to avoid difficulty and take the easy path, but actually very often to to take the more difficult path. To move us with courage into the unknown, into the darkness. Where his will is being brought about. That's what happens in baptism. That his spirit dwells in us. Making us immune to death. And helping us to truly live.